this, and some of y'all don't. Let's do it. This is G1S, and this is my brand new single, 89, on Do-Rags and Conversations on 96.9 KGPC Radio. Album out now, connect on all platforms. You, you're rocking with the best. On uh, 1989, summertime, California living. Life was given to a young king. I moved different. Charisma gifted. Takes it, but can get a lifted. Excuse me, missus, but can you leave the premises? Got no time to sit and listen to your innocence. I'm too focused on my dividends. Pockets looking thin, and I'm losing friends. When you're doing good, they come around again. Showing love again, but it's all pretend. I think too deep for I fuck with people. What's their intent? These people fake and that's the part they always fail to mention You're rocking with the DJ that ke- ke- keeps the hits coming I know you tired of these lanes, tired of these games I'ma get it right baby, I can make a change I'ma take off for me, I can ease your pain You had nerve real, I guarantee it ain't the same Tired of these lanes, tired of these games I'ma get it right baby, I can make a change going on everybody it's your boy eric that boy media and i wanted to do something a little different uh, with this season as you guys know i'm currently on season two well it's, it's ended actually but currently moving on to season three but before i move on to season three i wanted to give you a reworked version of i believe it was my third episode third or fourth episode i can't remember but it was do rags and conversations. I wrote it featuring self-published authors of color, Tyvon and Noemi, who are from Richmond, California. Big ups to Richmond. 96.9 KGPC Radio. Also stream it on www.kgpc969.org. 
I was talking to them about their books and the importance of education, especially in the black and Latino communities. Like, subscribe, comment, share, stream, all of that good stuff. Catch me on Instagram, that boy Media Productions. Uh, YouTube, that boy Media TV and Media. Let go. This is That Boy Media, Do-Rags and Conversations. And this is episode number four for my podcast. This is hashtag I wrote it. And we got the Conversate podcast clip. So I'm, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Mr. The Director, Fred. For sure, for sure. Appreciate you having me here. <clears throat> my name is Fred Matt. I am the CEO and founder of For the Culture Media. And um, we have a podcast that I have for creators and entrepreneurs called Conversate. Um, it's just about a dialogue. I know you can converse, but I want to conversate. You know what I mean? I want to just have kind of creatives um, that just come on and talk about their process, talk about what they do, and then so people can learn, right? So there's like how I built this for startups. But if you're trying to write a book, right? Like how, like people want to know how you do that in that process. If you're trying to drop an album, if you're trying to start your own podcast, right? Okay. So, so now we can collaborate and we can kind of build on each one, teach one. Fair to say? Absolutely. And I took this particular clip. Um, who did you interview? Um, so I've interviewed a couple people right here, but this clip for right the, here. For this clip? Yeah, for this clip right here, I believe I had given you the um, the Tech Trap House. Okay. Right? So Tech, yeah. yeah, Tech Trap House was an event that they were having in San Francisco. Um, and I was mixing like people from the Bay Area and people that were joining tech and like this eclectic, dope vibe of like first they had a hip and pain and people came in and did that. And then on top of that, they would have someone from tech kind of talk about how they got into the space. And so these two dope dudes, Debray, straight from, the, straight from San Francisco, you know what I'm saying? And then in terms of Corey, He's from North Carolina, so they came and created this whole vibe and it's dope. I should check it out. They 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 actually have their event at Complex um, okay. now in Oakland, so for sure. Absolutely. So introduce this piece. This is uh, I know you ain't heard it yet, but just go yeah. ahead and introduce nah, it. Nah, for sure. Introducing this is a conversation. This is a clip from Conversate um, Tech Trap House. Shout out to Debray and Corey. Um, y'all take a listen. Free, free Say, like, you know, people have approached me and was like, are you okay with the, the connotation that Trap House, take Trap House? I'm like, it's, if it offends you, it's, number one, it's not for you. Take Trap House, trapping, we branded it that way to speak to a specific person, right? So, you know, true inclusion is, is Tech Trap House. That was the clip from Conversate. Um, I got the co-host. I got the homie Fred Matt. That's uh, that introduced Tech Trap House. Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, yeah, Tech Trap House. Okay, okay. And um, yeah, so he, what I got from it was pretty much saying bump what other people have to say. It's not going to be easy to start your stuff as a creative in the Bay Area. You know, you just got to keep on trucking. And sometimes before you can jump into the pool, you got to dip your feet into the jacuzzi. That's what I got from it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's when you have an idea, it's taken from idea to actual product or actual service or actual space. Like, you're going to get nervous. You're going to see other people doing it. So I think a lot of what they was talking about was like, like the whole point is just uh, you got to love that process just the creation, right? Because that's, that, that's what you got to really celebrate for it. So I think that a lot of us, we get we get jammed up. Like, just playing the game and we get jammed up in the sense of like, oh, like, you know what, someone else is doing it, so I can't do it, right? So you got to start having that abundance mentality, like, it's the process, you know? Right, right. 
Absolutely. And uh, just to let y'all know, this is Durags and Conversations. I am giving away some free lashes. Ladies, want to look sexy for your man? I got some nice lashes for you. Just keep listening to the show. We got so much more in store. And speaking of so much in store, I got my first guest in the building. Actually, I got two guests in the building. Okay. I'm, act- I'm actually very proud and very excited. I got Miss Noemi Guerrera and I got Mr. Rico. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be here. No, Amy Guerra, um, for a uh, translation is Delightful War and um, author of Renewed. Rene- <laughs> oh, no, you're not going to get nervous right now. Renewed, Restored, and Reassembled is the book Ooh. that we'll be speaking about. And um, this right here was my right hand, my hello, hello. support, and everything Man. in between, along with the artist of the cover. Oh, yeah. I was like, looking at that cover, I was like, ooh, that budget looking kind of nice because I'm like, it's good. She got in-house, in-house discount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, I'm, I'm here. There you go. And this, book, and this book just dropped on, uh, on Amazon. Uh, it's pretty much everywhere, right? On Amazon? Yes. Everywhere on Amazon, or you could um, uh, there I go, or you could get it through me as well. Okay, and it's doing pretty good. What's the response? What's the kind of responses that you're getting Um, from uh, this book? Like, what what have you want me to be fully honest with you? Yes, be be honest. (laughs) Of course, I'm always honest. I just gotta do rags and conversations. Be as honest as you want to. (laughs) Ask permission. (laughs) Right, true, true. People are too raw. (laughs) So, okay, the first pre-order I got was actually from my sister. And at first I received a lot of support, like, hey, you know, you're doing it, you know, good job. And then um, when she received her copy, our relationship kind of got distorted. Look. Really? Yes. So what what made the relationship change? Um, she, she got hurt by what she read Okay. in the book. So she didn't know how to take my feelings of how she's made me feel throughout my life. Um, She felt that I spoke on her and her husband, which I then took a pause in my life, which um, I was doing some YouTube videos on Delightful War, which is myself. I stopped. I stopped writing. I stopped doing everything because it took a toll on me. I read what she said that she got heard about and then I started writing so I wrote six more chapters so I wasn't done with the book and I resubmitted it in September uh, 22nd which was my 30th birthday congrats congrats thank you thank you yes 30 yeah no no (laughs) clean 30 clean 30 you right clean 30 that's what we going for yes God, grace, glow, and keep going, man. Amen. But yeah, that was my first kind of like, oh, so it kind of took me, it it sat me down for a minute. But I also got good feedback from um, actual like people that I went to middle school with, um, people that I grew up with, like, you know, supporting, like reposting and, you know, saying like, hey, I want to get a copy and stuff like that. So overall, I've sold over... What maybe two dozens? Ooh, okay. okay, that's nice. Hey, as long as I got one printed, that's what I'm happy with. Exactly. Amen. When we talking about like the start of the book, like Amen. what? Like could, could you could you give could you give the analysis of the book? Because it mm-hmm. seems deep. Like right. your energy right now, you healing. You know what I'm saying? You you like you know what I mean? Oh, it ain't yeah. a dirty thirty. It's a clean thirty, right? Amen. So like so like tell us what what's the what's the overall scope of the book? Well, I'll tell you. Um, 
Overall, is my life. It's the story about a girl that grew up in Richmond um, who grew up with a single mother. My mom only spoke Spanish, so I spoke English at school. So it was kind of like I had to do Spanish in the house, English, you know, with my friends and at school. For sure. Um, I grew up um, not really knowing my history. So I kind of grew up not liking my skin color. Mm. I felt like I had to be like what America portrays, which is, you know, blonde and like lighter skin than what I was when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, it was it, it was tough. So I grew up with a, a lot of hurt. I grew up without a father. Um, I had my stepdad, but he didn't live at home with us full time. Um, but nevertheless, I actually at um, when I was actually writing, it was a lot of healing because I was able to share my feelings that I had towards him, which, you know, I could actually admit that, you know, that was my dad. That's tough. And, um, you know, I thank him for everything that he did because at the end of the day, everything that, you know, I hear other people say, oh, my dad did this with me. My dad did that with me. He did everything. He took me to get my first car. He took me to get my uh, license. He was a grandfather to my daughter. So... Well, let me not get emotional, but yes. Um, it's okay, go ahead. You see, oh, you, know, you got so much. You have so. <laughs> let, let me tell because it's it's such a stigma for us to reveal who we are, especially in front of the world. So this is a safe space for if you want to cry, cry. You got so much love and so much support Thank you. here. There is no judgment for you telling your story Amen. because at the end of the day your story is going to help inspire right. somebody else's who's coming up in the same in the exactly. different generation that, that's in hopes you know that's the whole key of it renewed restored and reassembled uh man april 7th of 2019 mm -hmm. did you read it I read some of it. Okay. You know, that's a long, it's a, it's a little uh, thick book. It's a thick book. <laughs> so you got a book book. Yeah, she got a book book. She ain't talking about no pamphlet. It's okay, a book okay, book. Okay, um, but uh, so, the whole yeah, that hold that thought years. because we, we still got more with you okay. and, and Mr. Rico. We're going to go into a quick music break. Freak, freak. Hey, yo, we going to take it back to the old school. Dropping hit after hit, only with the hottest hip-hop and R&B classics of all time. Take it back to the old school. Break it off another hot exclusive mess. You're the one I want. I the way we can still talk so personal. You
life I come across Fans and hoes I like to give my fans a rose Curse of the talented everywhere I go They wanna change clothes and pose She did it, just remember that I've been there And I wish she'd see it, and I want it, and I get that bitch And if you feel it, what I'm saying, better raise your glass And let all them hoes know they can't have them back You can't have them back Do Rags and Conversations, I wrote it featuring self-published authors of color, Tyvon and Noemi, who are from Richmond, California. Big ups to Richmond. 96.9 KGPC Radio. Also stream it on www.kgpc969.org. You said that your mom didn't speak a lot of English while growing up and that you grew up as a single um, parent mm -hmm. so fast forwarding now how did your mom feel about that how did your mom feel about you telling that part because you know sometimes older people they get kind of like oh, no, don't be telling my bitch yeah. 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 <laughs> that old generation don't want to hear that they, they don't, don't. but well, that's, that's the reason why we're not healing past trauma Hello. Yeah, they want you to heal let me, in, let me by yourself you. <laughs> they, don't, they don't teach you how Right So let me tell you um, My mom didn't know I was writing the book Until I was almost done with it Okay Once I published it I told her I wrote a book I told her that it was my whole life And I told her it was all my feelings And that honestly People, my family And whoever uh, read it are, they are going to have opinions and they're going to feel how they're going to feel. But ultimately, I'm not going to shy away from speaking my truth because right. somebody else is going to get hurt. Right. I was already hurt. I had to let go out of a lot. Come and you know what? The only one that I could give credit to is God. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I want to share two quick things with you before I, you know, give the mic over here. Um, the process, you asked me about the process of the book. I started by texting my husband. I text my husband. I told him, I said, hey, I don't have a laptop right now. We don't have, you know, means of anything. So I'm going to text you. That's what I got. I got a, I got a phone. So I started texting, booming his phone, text messages, 14 messages, 20 messages. And I'm talking about long messages. You know, when, you know, your girlfriend's mad and mm -hmm. but it wasn't like that. You know, he, he started reading everything. He started knowing everything. He already knew parts of me. You know how you already share some, right. sure, you know, but uh -huh. right. it was raw, uncut, everything. Everybody I slept with, everybody I hurted, everybody that hurt me, um, how I was a single mother for nine years, how, you know, I was celibate before meeting him, how I got abused, you know, a lot of things. Everything that's in there is me. And I, I'm not going to shy away from anything. I can't be ashamed of who, you know, I am and how God brought me here. So April 7th was my healing day. Nice. I jump in the shower in a leap of faith and I grip my stomach and I said through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, I'm going to be healed. And within that, um, I, you know, felt like, you know, God was telling me your heart's full of leprosy. I don't know if you guys know the story of uh, Naaman, 
but um, he had to jump into the uh, Jordan River seven times so he could get healed. So that's what I did. Uh, spiritually, I, I gripped my stomach and I dipped in the water in and out seven times. And I was almost yelling through the blood of Jesus Christ, I'm going to be healed. And when I got out that shower and I forgave everybody that didn't apologize to me and I let go of everything I had to, guess what? Let me tell you <laughs> what he healed me from, not just what I was holding in my heart. Um, before that, I was dealing with a lot of health issues for three years, and he mm-hmm. could attest to everything. Like, if I, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be telling the story either. Like, God and my husband, I'll tell you, and my kids, man. Bless. Anyway, woo, blessed beyond. Even blessed to be here to tell the story, I tell you. Like, there was times where um, I was really depressed. I was down. I had two surgeries. I had a lead procedure. You know, it's all in there. Like, I, I got um, postpartum with my son. I couldn't hold him. I couldn't swaddle him. I couldn't do anything because the, the pain I had was like all through and the doctors couldn't tell me what was wrong. I had already gone to specialists. The GI department was like, we exhausted everything. We can't, there's nothing else we could do. Mm-hmm. So I tell you when, man, God's grace and his power only. And yeah, that's sure. why. So we got to wrap this interview up, unfortunately. But before you go, what do you want people to take from this book? I want them to see how God healed me, how he changed my life. I want them to see how a girl from Plano, Richmond, California became an author. Plano, Richmond, California. I became an author um, by God's grace. And if anything, I want them to have a personal relationship with God. You know, I'm not talking about religion. Delightful war is faith without religion. Just have a connection with God. I'm not talking about you have to get all, you know, churchy and all, you know, gospel religion. No, just a one-on-one. Right. And and start healing. That's real. Start start healing that inner child that we all got in us and start processing your childhood, your teenagehood, your adulthood. Whatever age you are is never too early and it's never too late to heal. Absolutely, sure. You got to shape, bro. And then on top of that, like we talked about the creative process, like it's just so anybody can go have that creative process. Right. Like we literally sat in the bed with tears in our eyes. Like she said, we texted the beginning of this book. You know what I mean? Like it's it's about creative process. Like if you want to go do something, go do it. You know what I mean? Like the overall message is go heal, but that underlying feeling is like go create. You know exactly. I mean? Like go, sure. you know, go go live your life and and leave your stamp. Like this book is hers, and you know, yeah, God did it, but at the end of the day, her name is on that book. Right. You know, for the rest of everything, absolutely. Like, Creatives you know, so. create. Absolutely. Period. You know what I mean? Period. So what's y'all Instagram uh, or social media that people can contact you if they want to reach out to you or buy the book? (laughs) I said left-handed underscore 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 or you could also uh, each queen united in progress. Delightful war. Absolutely. And that was Noemi Guerrera. Guerra. Guerra. Oh, I've been saying your name. Why <laughs> you just like that? Hey, it's all good. Noemi Guerra. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Noemi Guerra and yeah. Rico. And You're thank right. y'all so much for coming on. LRBH.life. That's the website. Oh, yeah. Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. LRBH.life. Get your plug, bro. We trying. Thank y'all so much for coming on and talking about the book. Appreciate it. I definitely learned a lot. Just having a conversation from you and I hope that everybody that's listening right now it took a little piece of who you are as a person and go and go buy that book buy that book keep that energy keep that energy keep that energy feel that that yeah Yeah. hold on to that
So, so I'm saying that because this thing is real. And either you're going to have a lifestyle or you're not going to have a lifestyle. When you walk in your true identity, you know who you are and whose you are. You see, it's in God we live and move and have our being. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 said, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. A sound mind. My God, this word is rich. Amen? This word, I love the word of God. Woo, because just when you think you got it right, it'll tell you something, they'll be like, Jesus, save me, Jesus. Because, you know, we can act like we don't hear God, but you know you hear him. Because God will tell you stuff that you don't want to hear. And, and, you know, we'll do stuff and you know you all. And maybe nobody else saw it, but then the Holy Ghost will check you. And Holy Ghost say, now you know you need to apologize. And be like, what? So we try to act like we crazy. But you ain't crazy. You got a sound mind. So when the Holy Ghost talk to you, you got to submit. You wonder why you don't have no peace. Everything's a mess. You Everything should be a mess in your life. Period. Period. I know the enemy comes because right now we're under attack. Anyway, I'm like, Jesus. But what I'm saying is everything in your life can't be a mess. Or you a mess. Because this word, listen, listen to me, this word is right. This word is right. It will cut you. But you know what? You have to be like David and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Don't make excuses. Just say, I'm wrong. Because you can't trick him. You might be able to trick me, but you can't trick him. Woo, Lord, I thank you. 2 Corinthians 10 and 4. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And we know this scripture. Lord, we will quote this on you. <laughs> but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments. And you know we just be arguing, show no. <laughs> arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And I love this. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. The only way you get back at the devil is living right. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Eric, that boy, Media, 96.9 KGPC Radio. Also, stream it on www.kgpc969.org. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and comment. Also, make sure to check me out on Instagram, that boy Media Productions. I do have Mr. Tyvon Price. He is the author of Adopted by the Streets. And welcome on, Mr. Price.
club, man. Thanks for inviting me here, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I just want to say thank you for coming because I know that you um, experienced a tragedy. Um, rest in peace, your father. Right I send on. my condolences to you. Right on, bro. Um, so thank you so much for just having enough energy just to come up here because I know that's hard. Yeah. So... Adopted by the streets. How did the creative process come about that? It basically came off of, you know, being raised in Richmond. You come from a hard life, whether you're black, white, Mexican, Chinese, any culture, basically. Right. You, you come up in that struggle. Um, and I said, not even just Richmond. You got Oakland, Sacramento. Right. You got all these hoods that's you born in and you born with the struggle over your life. And it's it's hard to even grasp life without the, that struggle. And just being born in it, it's, it's kind of hard, bro. So what made me just write the book is uh, my son, basically when he was born, I don't want him nowhere near that, that struggle I went through, that life, that, that street talking or nothing. So... That's what made me really wrote the book, man. Absolutely. What was the most challenging part of creating this book? I'm gonna have to keep it 100. Writing. I don't, I don't know if you remember. I was never a school person, you know. Nah, I, nah. I, I, was always, <laughs> <laughs> I was always in trouble, man. But the, the exact, exactly. So that, elementary day. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> That writing process, I couldn't do it, so um, I took it the easy way, just doing it on my phone, okay. typing that's, that's, it. That's, that's the whole process. That's, that's, that's that's exactly. So I first just started just doing little paragraphs, and when it came to big, big paragraphs, it's like, oh snap, I gotta do another sheet. I gotta do another sheet. Okay. So it just just kept on going on and on, and that's what made it into a book, man. So my question within that is like. Why'd you do a book? Why'd you choose that medium? Why wasn't it an album? Why wasn't it a TV show? Yeah, like, like, why, why, why was yeah. it a book? A book, basically because our culture, we forgot about books. We don't Come even, on now, say that one more time. <laughs> our culture forgot about books. We left books at school, you feel me? Mm -hmm. And so we just look at this music and other stuff to try to motivate us to be bigger things, but... The books is where it can fix our brains. It can, it can help heal. us. It, it, exactly. It can help us, man. And I just thought I would be different and writing me a book and trying to get to a culture that has been lacking in, in so much things and and we missing we missing out on a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and like when I when I first found out you was writing a book, I was like, "Wait a minute, this ain't the same timeline that I went to school with." Yep, yep. <laughs> but I'm I'm so proud that you decided to write a book, yeah. and I, and you are right because I feel like in the '90s when it came to book clubs and authors, it was popping, it was lit exactly. up in the '90s, yep. and then you get to the 2000s, early 2000s. It's, it's there, but it's starting to fade away. And then you get to, the, like, the 2010s. I, it, I can't name not any young black or Latino author, you exactly. know. Not saying that they're not out there, but I, I can't re recall. So the fact that you're doing something completely different. And, you know, going back to the whole music thing, not to, to be shady or nothing, yeah. but it's getting kind of played out exactly. with the music. 
Let's do a poetry. Let's do uh, books. Let's do screenplays. Let's do all these different things. So it's good to see that you took a different avenue to share your story. Right on. Now, you've been selling a lot of books. Oh, man. (laughs) It's a a blessing right now to to even see that people like it. Uh, That just... Any haters? I ain't had no haters. That's the That's the biggest, like, joy in my heart that every person that read my book has said, man, what, like, how did you come up with that? Like, it's crazy how I got a lot of fans, but at the same time, you'll you'll see the haters sometimes, but you can't even trip off that. Absolutely. Because you're trying to bring knowledge to your people. And they hate from the sidelines. Exactly. So, okay, I mean, well, <laughs> well, we gonna go into a little quick little music break, and uh, I want the haters to actually call <laughs> so they can win some of these lashes or something. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> call. Uh, but we are gonna get into a quick music break, and then we got more with Mr. Tyvon Price, and he's gonna actually talk more about his book, Adopted by the Streets. For that sure. boy, hit that. Author. Your number one, one, one urban one, station. One. Urban station. of the 90s the sounds of the 90s you're in the mix with your girlfriend's favorite dj Mm-hmm. 
part about being an author is just sharing a story that people can connect to, people can relate to basically, like see they see they life's in that book. Yeah. And that's the whole reason why I wrote it, so it can touch generations to come, man. Generations that that's locked up right now, that's dead in jail, they they failed. But at the same time, they also taught us a lesson on what not to do and what not to be like. So when when writing a book, it, it just made me feel free on how to express my feelings on the the hood that I grew up in, mm-hmm. the streets that just raised a lot of us out here. And I don't know, it's just it just felt good writing it, man. I love that I love that but I guess for me it's always about the process because it's like you were talking about like you, you had a mission that was like yo you just wanted to like really show this message mm-hmm. so was you working during the whole time was it like you just like you just stopped you say I'm just gonna stay in the crib and write this like how did how was that because like you are you out there with your family's yeah, here like yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, which yeah. is dope you know what I mean yeah, yeah shout out to mean? the family yeah, I, think, I think it's dope that you can look at your kids and be like yo dad got a book exactly. right. that's, that's a different <laughs> level right? right so like how did you manage being a father a husband you know what I mean or like that whole situation uh basically when I when I'm at work, I got that break. Uh, if I get that inspiration of writing, if I get, oh, that was a good little scene. Let me put that in that book right quick. Let me write that down. Uh, on the way home, I'll be on Bark, get a little inspiration off that, seeing little homies on the Bark dancing and all that. So I would get just inspiration just by looking at where I'm from, where I, where I came from, mm-hmm. the... I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to explain. It's just I, the streets just really can talk to you if you look at it. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, it, it, I don't know. It's kind of hard, but it's like. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. Okay. Bro. okay. Yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. The second piece that I want to check into that is I. Right, so you so you did the process, the creative process. Mm-hmm. You went through the whole thing, right? Uh, how you get a book published? I don't, <laughs> like, right, well, I, don't, right. I don't even know how like, how that works. See, that's the thing. Yeah, I, what's the um, steps? I, 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 thought I, was, I thought I was going to have to self-publish my stuff and cash out money. I actually took it upon myself to send it to like 10 publishers, New York, Texas, uh, Louisiana, and all of them accepted it. All of them wanted to publish my book until I finally just chose one. Uh, out of New York and they, oh, nice. they they went out with me with Page Publishing shout out to them for making my dream come true man for sure yeah. absolutely absolutely what would you tell 
that little black or brown boy that grew up in Richmond? Like, what are the possibilities of coming out of Richmond? Man, uh, and doing something great. Follow your dreams. It's uh, it's basically you got to keep your head straight on a swivel, man. It's like never give up, man. I, I you know me. I was a baseball person. I, I love baseball, and I had an injury. So that's what took me off of baseball. So I didn't know what else what I wanted to do in my life. But once my son came, that changed. Well, my daughter first came. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> my daughter came. She she made me man up. Like, make me into the man I am today. But when my son came, that was just like a whole different perspective because... That's you all over again. Exactly. You feel me? That's, that's my heartbeat and that's... That's me right there. So, and what I went through, he he's not gonna touch nowhere near that. So, what I say to a, a younger me, what I tell him, follow your dreams. He don't watch cartoons. He watches sports. That's okay. me. That's, that's all. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so you feel me? Like he throw he he got an arm, and he just coming up into my image that I would like him to be instead of the streets raising him. You feel right. Me? So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so Adopted by the Streets is out now. It's on uh, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. I've been seeing a promotion for it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's everywhere. So shout out that Instagram or that social media so people can get, get in contact with you and uh, for sure. buy my, that book. Uh, for sure. My uh, Instagram is Meet the Prices. And you can find me on Facebook as Mr. Tyvon Price. Absolutely. You Thank go. you. Thank you, Mr. Price. Right on, I bro. am so honored for you to be on my, my show and you know we grew up together um, sure. in elementary so to see that you're doing big things you're a father you're a husband and now an, an established author yes sir an author yes, you yes, got sir. It. that's author. amazing yep. um, so sorry, can I say one more thing oh yeah yeah, yeah. go ahead and be on the lookout for Doctor of the Streets by uh, number two coming soon oh a part two yes, okay sir. yes sir world premiere world yeah. premiere <laughs> and you know what show to come on with. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, already know <laughs> ladies and gentlemen here it is the most listened to radio show on the planet even the other stations are tuned in too My name is Sandra Cisneros. I'm a writer, an activist, an artist, a performer. Sandra, it's great to have you here. It's an honor. Always a pleasure. You know, I was reading your book, and obviously before reading the book, I, I read the title, and it says, of course, A House of My Own. And then immediately I thought of Virginia Woolf. I thought of uh, A Room of One's Own. And then the idea that you needed a house to be yourself. Yes. How important was that house in Chicago? Well, you know, I grew up with uh, eight other people in little tiny apartments, uh, crowded with no bedroom of my own, and nobody had their own bathroom. We all shared it. And when I was in middle school, I finally, we finally moved to a house that became the model for my first book, House on Mungo Street. And when you realized as you wrote that you were different, yes. 
What was that realization? How did it happen? Well, I think for me and uh, for many people who feel other in the country they're born in, we're always asked, you know, for our papers in a way, where do you come from? Uh, what's that accent? Or why do you talk like that? You know, we're always asked for our spiritual papers in a way, even if we're born and have lived in the United States 13 generations. So there's always that uh, doubt that we're not the authentic American when they talk about America. Did you have to identify yourself also as a Chicano writer? I did when I moved to the Southwest, when I lived in Texas, you know, my papers had to change. I could no longer say like I did in Chicago, I'm Latina or I'm Mexican. Because as soon as I said I'm Mexican, then everyone would say, where in Mexico are you from? And I couldn't explain that I was born in Chicago, Mexican parents, so that's when I became Chicano. But, but you... Do you still consider yourself a Chicana writer, uh, or, or that has changed because uh, you know what I am now? Now that I have my a double nationality in the U.S. and in Mexico, I am now when I am asked, "What are you?" I say, "Estadounidense con raíces mexicanas." I'm from the U.S. with Mexican roots. But in Mexico, the spirits are with you every day, and I went there to visit, and the spirits woke me up in the middle of the night, and they said, "You are not your house." There's a lot of xenophobia in Europe yes. and here in the United yes, States. Yes, globally, all over the world. But you know, I lived in, in Paris 30 years ago, very briefly. And with this face that I have, that looks like a, an Arab, I was not treated very well. Really? Were you discriminated? Yes. And I knew what it was like to, to live as a black person in the United States by living with this face in Paris. If somebody listening to you right now, they say, I want to write like Sandra Cisneros, you would say? I would tell them they need to write like themselves. They can be inspired and get courage by reading many, many writers, but essentially they need to find the things that I can't write about. What 10 things do they know that I don't know? What 10 things do they know that their brothers and sisters don't know, that no one in their town knows, no one in their profession, no one in their field? They should write from that place that makes them different from anyone else in the room. Free, free When you see diversity, it's, I'm very happy that it's including people of color, but it's not including Latinos. You know, usually it's a black-white issue. Yeah. When you see the New York Times and they're saying 10 that could, I'm always looking for the Latinos. We're not there. So you think there is not adequate representation today? No, really? not at all, yeah. not at all. And it's like, how do we represent and, uh, Latinos? What is the story we tell? You know, we're not telling the stories that we need to encourage young women yeah. to uh, break new paths, and I find that that I'm always having to do it, or the community is doing it ourselves because nobody else is. And, because you know, the institutions don't. Yeah, you know, and you know, when, when they think of diversity, and I'm very happy for my African American brothers and sisters, but there's room for more. And so we can't be happy if there's just a, a token here and there. Right. We, we need to, we, we have to, especially in this time when Latinos are being uh, vilified and defamed, uh, we have to tell our stories. Crystal Dandridge opened the doors of the book bar. It's a place for books, wine, and a moment to relax in Shaco Bottom. And in the process, she's making history. Jasmine Turner is learning more about her journey. Oh my gosh, I could talk about this all day long. There are stories all around us. I didn't have to make the picture in my mind because the picture was, was forming right on the page and I absolutely love this book. And you'll find countless pages of fiction. You're gonna always hear me say fantasy is my jam. True stories, children's books, and history inside the book bar on East Main Street. I am the only black-owned bookstore in Richmond. Um, I am one of 
what, four in the state of Virginia. Opening these doors started as a dream for Crystal Dandridge. Last year, and it's funny, you know, on Facebook, how the memories pop up. On February the 1st, a memory popped up of me writing that I have this dream that I really want to make a reality, but I was too scared and didn't know how to make it a reality, and here we are sitting inside of it. Dandridge wanted to see a bookstore focused on amplifying the work and writing of BIPOC, Black Indigenous people of color. I just felt like we needed a space that we didn't have to search for us. This is us. I see my face. No matter where I look, I see my face. And that's really, really what I wanted because that I think is important. Representation is huge. It's important. It matters. On February 5th, the book bar opened for the community. Dandridge wanted this self-funded dream to open during Black History Month and focus on self-care. You have a long day's work, leave it at the door. You know, things are going on in your life, leave it at the door. And just come in here, vibe out, sit down, relax, get a little tasting, um, sip a bit. You can eat a little snack and then go on about the rest of your day. I just wanted that space of community. The weight of where her storefront stands in the city is not lost on Dandridge. Considering this was the area where people who look like me were tortured and sold, to now have a space on that very same, in that very same area where I own a store that tells the stories of those people who were sold. That, I think, is, I don't even know if I have a word for it. Like, I have the emotions, I can feel the emotions. The book bar is nestled in Shaco Slip, not far from the area known as the Devil's Half Acre, a jail where enslaved people endured cruelty beyond belief. You know, when you look back at history, this would not have happened some years ago. But now it has, and Dandridge is also living out the dreams of those who came before her. To see the outpour of support and love across the board was amazing. Bookstores should be everywhere, period, but Black-owned bookstores that, that center BIPOC authors definitely should be everywhere. Open that variety up. And Dandridge is not only serving the community through the book bar, she is also Dr. Crystal Dandridge, a PhD in psychology. She's a licensed therapist here in Virginia. She's looking forward to continuing to work as a therapist while also running the book bar. On your side, Jasmine Turner, NBC 12. What's poppin' y'all? It's your boy Jay Random, and you listen to Self Doubt off my EP, The First Arc, out now on 96.9 KGPC Radio. With the DJ that ke ke keeps the hits coming. Such a struggle. I'm trying to build this castle in my head before it all turns to rubble. Too much time on one line. Got my feathers all ruffled because my boat don't float. 
kitchen sinks in a putter Like one second is cool, the next minute is garbage I'm tearing out a whole page and then I have to restart it My mind is clouded by darkness, I'm staring down at a target Pressure of going the farthest, hardest part of being an artist When your people say you gifted, but that just don't make a difference When your dream is to be known, but you too scared for them to listen Getting over this problem is one hell of a shit Cause these demons in my head just keep on telling me this she like your beats don't sound right, your bars ain't that tight You can't win this fight, you got self-doubt and it's alright You got self-doubt and it's alright Yeah, your beats don't sound right, your bars ain't that tight You can't win this fight, you got self-doubt and it's alright Bring that one back from the top such a struggle I'm trying to build this castle in my head before it all turns to rubble too much time on one line got my feathers all ruffled cause my boat don't float it just sinks in a puddle like one second is cool the next minute is garbage I'm tearing out a whole page and then I have to restart it my mind is clouded by darkness I'm staring down at a target pressure of going the farthest hardest part of being an artist when your people say you gifted but that just don't make a difference when your dream is to be known but you too scared for them to listen getting over this problem is one hell of a shit cause these demons in my head just keep on telling me this she like your beats don't sound right your bars ain't that tight you can't win this fight you got self-doubt and it's all right you got self-doubt and it's all right yeah your beats don't sound right your bars ain't that tight you can't win this fight you got self-doubt and it's all right so good i got a father make you feel so good i got a father make you feel so good i got a father make you feel so good and you could probably hear my happiness when i was in this and if you feel the same go ahead and say this shit i got a father make you feel so good i got a father make you that make it that make you feel so good bring that one back from the top so good i got a father make you feel so good i got a father make you feel so good i got a father make you feel so good and you could probably hear my happiness when i was in this and if you feel the same go ahead and say this shit i got a father make you feel so good i got a father make it that make it that make you feel so What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Eric, that boy media. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did. Please make sure to like, subscribe and comment. Also, make sure to check me out on Instagram, that boy media productions, 96.9 KGPC radio. Also stream it on www.kgpc969.org. And also make sure to stream this on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 